You're listening to the Bored to Death Bingecast, talking TV shows and movies in easily digestible chunks. And Jay will not be joining us for this one. Uh, we're going to do a Bingecast first uh, with Sam and Chris doing a premiere of Wonder Woman 1984 at the hour it drops. So we're hoping to put it up as soon as we finish it. We're also planning on doing a second viewing with a little bit more of the cast, hopefully, which I will be reprising uh, along with hopefully Jay and Zeke. Um, so what what do we got on this movie? It was supposed to come out in June, July, something. It was like supposed that. to. Well, yeah, it was slated for like June, July, like about summertime. But because of COVID, it got put like a lot of other films. It got pushed back. So it was one of the vi- the films that fell victim to... And I know a lot of places were still giving out the promotional material that was already out. We had one of those coupon clippers that had Wonder Woman all over it. Went to Dairy Queen and got the, the Wonder Woman special blizzard. And the movie's not even out yet. It's, <laughs> Six I mean, it's, months it's, before it's, it's, I had it. It was actually pretty good. I can't remember what was in it. It's like, I think it was in like March or April whenever uh, No Time to Die was supposed to come out and Fortnite was doing the uh, the spy theme. Yeah, I guarantee you they were supposed to do a Bond themed thing with Cause, that. Because like, they, like, they practically coincided with each other. Uh, so that's what I was thinking what the plan was for that particular season of Fortnite was supposed to coincide with No Time to Die, which is now coming out next year. I wonder if they're going to try to do another spy season or if they're just going to throw them in as like some kind of, oh, here's the character at the start like they did with Mando or Deadpool or stuff like that. Or something like that. I'm on, Well, uh, and I'm wondering if or not they want to do anything for Wonder Woman since they've already got all these other DC characters. Possibly. It depends on what DC money they want to throw at Epic to get some more cross-promotion. Uh, yeah, freaking... Epic Games Fortnite is literally a juggernaut. It tries its damnedest. Like it has the the battle royale down. Yeah. And now it's doing different modes like that are created by fans most of the time. They just put in recently a what they call a spy mode, which essentially runs similar to Among Us. They've also done for the end of the Marvel event. They did. A shooter section where you're flying the battle bus and shooting down drones like they're preparing themselves for whatever may happen in the future that they can switch gears and go off into another direction yeah whether you like Fortnite or not they've got a plan <laughs> yeah it's like uh, what was it that Adam Sandler said in uh, what was it uh, Big Daddy what don't die <laughs> pretty much Like, as long as they keep doing what they're doing, they're getting all this money coming in from different places. They've got a two-year contract with Disney, so there's going to be Marvel and Star Wars all over the place. Who knows if they're going to actually add Disney characters. Uh, Obviously, something with DC, because they recently, I think the previous season had, or two seasons ago, had Aquaman as one of theirs. Yeah, two seasons ago had Aquaman, and now they're doing this crew pass, which is kind of like... In addition to the season pass, but you get the season pass from it, it's uh, $12 a month, you get a thousand of their currency, a special character, and some other stuff, um, and the season pass for the whole battle pass for only like $11, $12, Something and like next month is Green Arrow. 
wonder if they're probably going to find some way to get Stephen Amell to voice him in there. Well, if they ever do more voices other than uh, Jonesy or John Jones. Um, so is there anything with Wonder Woman 84 that you are looking forward to seeing? or is I there remember the very you... first early screenings, people were sorely disappointed. And I mean like a year or so ago. Like the early, early screenings. So I wonder if they changed it. I know that from the trailers, I'm not looking forward to seeing uh, Cheetah. Well, like, I, I'm honestly thinking that what we got was, like, not fully, like, fully rendered But that's the Cheetah. problem. When you put in your trailers, you put your best foot forward. You want people to come see. You don't want people to scratch their head and go, oh, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I remember when they did the, uh, the teaser trailer for the Gareth Edwards Godzilla film, the one that kickstarted the uh, the MonsterVerse. Um, you don't fully see Godzilla in that film. It's more like a giant dust cloud from the, from the fight. You don't see it from the film at all either. <laughs> the first Godzilla had no Godzilla. It was People, the movie. Yeah, well, they well. I mean, if you go back and watch the original 1954 film, the, Godzilla doing... doesn't show up until like the half hour mark. Well, but this one, the, the newer one was really... A disaster movie, and Godzilla happened to be the disaster. So you're focusing on the the land people rather than you know the monster you title monster that you came to see, which is why I didn't have much interest in seeing the first one. Yeah, people complained about that, and they listened. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. second film had more Godzilla, so I'm wondering if whether or not we get more Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman in this. I mean, from what from what I, mean, I, I would have been like, if they would have the, the trailers or the other things for this movie without Cheetah in it at all, but kind of like showing her character before she becomes Cheetah, I would have been happier. Because knowing how much crap CG they did with the first one, the, the what was it, Ares? He looked like crap. Well, they see, to me, the reason... They're not good with big bads. Ares and Dark Side, or not Dark Side, what was it? Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Well, par- well Damn, well, Steppenwolf looked like crap. Well, from what I'm hearing... Uh, because of the amount of time that they got for the Zack Snyder cut for Justice League, they're improving on a lot of stuff. That but the time between their first trailer and now, hopefully they uh, did a little touch-up work on some CG. Because, I mean, I've seen some pretty damn good CG spectacle movies where the bulk of the movie is CG. And it looks good. Like, look at um, Pacific, Pacific Rim. I was going to say Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Of the Galaxy being every... Almost every single creature in there practically is a um, it's motion capture mocap uh, creature. Yeah. So I'm hoping they do something better, but I mean, if those are mocaps, though, you keep to like humanoid. If you have a running off walls and shit, that's all CG. So it's not really going to be like or a mocap Sony with person a, with, with a, a harness. No, yeah, with a, what did Fat Basher call it? The fire fighting, the wire fighting team. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so is there anything else? Um, I'm honestly just hoping that, uh, you it know... It doesn't suck? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I didn't think the previous Wonder Woman sucked. Yes, oh, no. I know the third act was kind of weak in terms uh. of... Like, I like the fight between Wonder Woman and Ares, but, like, what a lot of people's had an issue with in terms of Ares when he went full Ares, like, with the armor and everything, is the fact that they kept... They kept the face. Kept the face, so oh, you have, like, the so... distinct... So you have the distinguished English mustache throughout the fight, and <laughs> I did notice it, and I was like, they couldn't get rid of that, because, like, I kept thinking that they were going to make Ares look like 
you know, like the version from uh, the comics or Injustice. Well, not Injustice. No, two, uh, I I seen the Injustice one. He's too pointy. Uh, too I, I'm talking about I'm talk, war. No, I'm talking about the one from I think it was from Justice League Unlimited, but I can't remember if that was Ares or Hades. I just remember Wonder Woman was just kind of just had that oh shit moment when she realized which god came out. Uh, uh, I would say Hades if she had an oh shit moment because God of War, eh, uh, Lord of the Underworld. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a no fuck moment. Yeah. So, um, but, like, I was always kind of hoping for, you know, like, black, and then you just get the red eyes. Yeah, the, that's all I wanted. Because I've seen fan edits where they edit it to where they made the it fans look like it. movies for DC, Jesus. Well, oh, God, I've seen fan edits for just about everything. Like, somebody superimposed... Green Lantern in? No. I've seen no, the no, Green no, Lantern no, no, for, on, uh, no, for uh, one of the more recent Star Wars moments where uh, they superimposed, I think it was... Sebastian Stan's face over Mark Hamill's from Return of the Jedi because Sebastian Stan looks pretty close to the way Mark Hamill looked back then. So, because apparently a lot of people want him to play young Luke Skywalker, which I don't think is going to happen. Probably not. We'll we'll see what uh, Disney does with Star Wars next, but yeah, and uh, we'll we'll eventually get around to seeing what whenever it gets released, which I think is next year's the Snyder Cut. Yeah, we'll be doing a cast on that each episode, I'm pretty sure. Hour long. And um, I think that'll be it, and we'll catch you guys after the binge. Bye. While the binge is happening, thanks for listening to our podcast. Please give us a like and subscribe and spread the word. You can reach us on social media on Facebook or Twitter at BTD underscore BingeCast. The Board to Death Clan is part of the CKCC radio podcast family, including J Bunny's Music Hub, The Race Nerd Podcast, Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, Motivational Moves, Girls Who Like, and The Nerd Table. Please consider supporting CKCC radio on Patreon. And now, the binge is done, so let's get to the discussion. And we're back. No, you can't. Don't take a breath for it. I'm going to do it. All right, we're back. Uh, no, 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 go ahead. I, I wanted to do the and we're back part, then you go. Oh, so, alright, and we're back. No, I did the and we're back. Your and you were backing over my and we're back when I cut you off from where and we're back. No, I intended for you to start. Then why'd you take the deep breath? Because I need, needed to breathe. <clears throat> oh, go on. <laughs> No, no. What are your thoughts on the movie? Eh. It was alright. Was it better than the first one? No. Okay, between the two, which one was the better one? Well, if it's not better than the first one, what do you think? The first one's the better one. Alright. This... I don't know. It just... The first one, the parts that bothered me the most was when she was a young child. and The, the kid actor, it just... It was it was too much. The little kid actor, not yeah, the like yeah, the, the little, not like more. the, what was it? I wouldn't say like the early teen version. Not not that, I, I'm not, I'm not a fan <laughs> of kid actors, and they have to freaking wow the crap out of me for me to be like, oh yeah, they they deserve to be on screen. And she, 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 she didn't do that great. Of a oh, job. you must was, not like Stranger Things then. No, Stranger Things. Those kids are actors. I don't feel that this little girl was an actor. You feel like it was more like a she auditioned for the part and hasn't done anything she's since. She's adorable. She looks like the character or she's just a cute kid kind of thing. I'm like, all right, I, I could see that. And I think they used the same 
same girl, or she looked a lot like her in this one. I think it was the same one. She's well, I mean, she's obviously aged a little bit since the first movie. I mean, it it wasn't as bad as the first one with those scenes. But again, this the opening again. They open the movie with her as a, a little girl, and I'm like, have we been over this before? I mean, it's not like it was exploring a whole lot. Like, it was more like just that one part, and it was like one and done after that, where she apparently learned, like, an, like supposedly, she, she was supposed to learn, like, a little bit of a lesson during, like, their, I'm assuming, the famous Scarian Olympics, um, where... Basically, they basically taught her, uh, you, you can't... She, she cheated in a, in a race, and they basically she's like well i wanted to win it's like well it's not your time to win and you're gonna do it you're gonna do it right and the only reason why they know that she cheated was because she missed one of the targets like because like where the target was is where she was like sliding down this or or maybe or maybe five of the other themiscarans behind her could have been like yo she didn't do that (laughs) and said they're like oh yeah smoke cloud what if someone missed and hit her smoke cloud I imagine that uh, they're just too damned accurate to hit one of the other six. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I imagine they they practice I mean, a lot. I mean, remember? Don't all... get me wrong. The scenes were cool. It was it was it was all right. It just felt like a cold open that didn't feel like it was even part of the movie. Eh. I mean, I'm trying to. I, I was trying to figure out, like, okay, so she's being told this little lesson saying, oh, you're not really winning if you're cheating by, um, can't think of the character, Antiope, uh, the woman who was the princess and Princess Bride. Well, when, I, when I look at scenes like that and I look at other opening scenes or other pieces in movies, I go, would I be lost without this scene? Was this critical? I mean, the reason why I'm looking at it that much is I'm staring at a two hour and 32 minute movie and the cold open didn't feel like it was even really necessary so how'd you feel about the opening to batman versus superman where it showed you know his parents getting killed granted yes i know we've seen it dozens of times already well that was trying to establish uh batman yet again in a new thing this was a sequel to wonder woman this is wonder woman 2 or the uh 1,984th movie of it. I understand why they put it there, because it's the era, the decade, it's 84, and that's why they splashed all the color there. Because the 80s were colorful as hell, and the 90s '90s took that colorfulness. And it went grungy. Yep. Anyway, it's... You're not retelling... Like, this is... Like, this scene could have possibly been dropped in somewhere else during the movie. Like, maybe she's looking at one of the photos on the wall. Like, she had, like, a bunch of the photos that they were trying to... That they lingered on a whole bunch of shots of. Well, maybe she lingers on the photo and then, boom, there you go. Then she's into that scene. Or has that lesson told to her, like, like she's remembering it. Granted, that would have been a or like more she, ham-fisted or, way, but this was or like literally she, a full frickin' scene. Or, like, she was watching the Olympics and remembered that. That that would have been a good one, too. Because, like I said, if you watch it, it looks just like the Olympics. It's clearly a competition. There's clearly a lot of athleticism involved. Granted, there's no lighting of a freaking giant bowl of fire. No, it's just arrows, horseback, jumping. Spears. It looked like, uh, what was it? 
at the very beginning of of the little race and stuff. It's the I'm gonna party. Wipeout. Wipeout. It looked like Wipeout, pretty much. It's like, all right, well, let's run across this and climb up that. Don't get hit by the freaking pendulum we have here. The fuck's with the pendulum? Or what was, yeah, what was yeah, that you, log you, on on a string shit? Actually, called? no. Actually, a battering ram. It's uh, just a, a freaking hanging. I mean, I mean, I was get, I was kind of getting some American Gladiator vibes off of it maybe, a little maybe bit. That's what I was more thinking of. It was like. It, like, like, I think they looked at it like... I like they had a cool idea for it, but this seemed like... with the, If they do a third Wonder Woman, if they do more Themyscira, why the hell not just make a Themyscira movie? That is supposedly one of the plans that they have, but I don't know if it's going to actually happen or not. Because if you remember, they were going to do all these other films that obviously got canceled like i think they were planning on doing a joker and harley movie i don't know if that's still happening or not that might have gotten canceled i Uh, think dc just throws shit at the wall and if it sticks keep with that idea for then but if it rolls off and hardens and stops every once in a while they just pull that idea Man, that one wasn't sticky enough. I'm, I, I'm, we can't keep that yank all these ideas. I mean, I know because they I, they have so much writing on one movie, Suicide Squad, for example. What was riding off of Suicide Squad? Well, the ridiculous nature of what else they could bring out, like you know, King Shark or something else like that. Oh, we're talking about the sequel. No, I'm talking about the first one. Everything was riding off the first one. King Shark wasn't in the first one. Though. I'm I'm saying goofy characters. That, oh are primarily in parts of Suicide Squad as a comic, as a cartoon and video games. Those kinds of characters. It's like, oh, well, Marvel can do it with a talking tree and a raccoon. All right, let's see what we can do. Oh, well, we're going to introduce Harley here. We're going to introduce Joker here. We're going to do Deadshot. We're going to do Captain Boomerang, all these other characters. We're going to do the new... Killer Croc. And then we're gonna gonna do a spinoff of oh we're gonna do a sequel we're gonna do a Joker standalone we're gonna do a Harley and Joker movie we're gonna do a Harley standalone we're gonna do all these things and that like, movie tanked. It's not so much as the fact that it tanked. It was more like it was another one. Unfortunately, it was one of the Warner Bro- or, or one of the films that suffered from studio interference because. Because Warner, like, Warner Brothers looked at like the the reaction, the fan reaction to Batman vs Superman. Fans were like, "Oh, it's too dark," and then because the, of Suicide Squad was going to be another one of the like the dark comic films. Uh, because I was reading all the stuff that was happening behind the scenes for that film was that um, like the, here, David Ayers David Ayers told all the actors to. All, or all the people portraying members of the Suicide Squad, like, tap into the darkest moment of your life. And because of that, they actually had to have a on-set uh, therapist for those actors, so that way they didn't pull a Heath Ledger. Well, here's, here's one of the biggest problems I've had with Warner Brothers' studio interference. They want to do stuff, they wanted to do a Superman after the Nolan Batman they made it dark. They kept following. Oh, those were popular. It was popular for what? Uh, uh, couldn't be because of Christopher Nolan. Couldn't be because of um, Snyder. Snyder. No, no. I mean, they're they're not giving the directors and the writers credit for it being and that and the actors for what it is. 
they're going and they're finding something so widely veiled over top of the movie. Oh, it's a it's a more realistic, it's a more grounded, it's a grittier movie. That's what everybody liked about it. Or maybe it was the portrayal. Um, maybe it was the loss of a beloved actor shortly after it. Maybe it was, you know, the director, the the writing, any of that. No, we want to make it dark. So we're going to do Superman. Oh, you know that the big, bright, red and blue Superman kind of Kind of a little goofy every once in a while. Has a little bit of cheekiness to him because he can. And then they took all that cheekiness and threw it into Shazam. Oh no, no! Here, here was the problem with that. They weren't. They almost weren't going to do Shazam. I remember when they originally had a script for it, and then Warner Brothers shot it down and said, mm, "Not dark enough. This is too cheesy." Well, I don't know. Maybe because Captain Marvel's nickname is the Big Red Cheese. I don't know if they even know comics anymore. <sighs> See, so the continuity's thrown out the window at this point. Oh, I've derailed this thing because I, I'm I'm on a rant because I've been pissed off at DC for a while. DC with going with Superman, Man of Steel. All right, I wanted to see if uh, Wonder Woman gave me that same kind of excitement at a home feeling as you would in the theater because I enjoyed seeing Wonder Woman, Man of Steel, even the, Suicide the trick, Squad had some fun to it in theaters. It had some. Oh yeah, you get that adrenaline or that hype of seeing something brand new in a big setting with the speakers, the big screen. And I want to know if, because a second screening for me of Man of Steel, I'm like, eh. A second screening of Suicide Squad, even with the director's cut, I'm like, yeah, the extra scenes helped. Not by much, but they definitely it definitely improved the film. It improved it by a good bit. But should you have to have a director's cut? Well, like you have a movie be. I mean, to you, good or enjoyable. Well, remember, Warner Brothers, they wanted Patty Jenkins for the first Wonder Woman film. They wanted her to cut the whole, like, the No Man's, the, the, Land. The no Man's Land scene, which is probably one of the, the best scene in that whole film. Um, and they wanted did her... They, did they give a reason why? I didn't hear a reason why. So, you know, they, that's what irks me about shit like that. If they have, like, some kind of weird excuse or... Oh, people aren't going to take well to no man's land being. Oh, and then she and then she says, "Well, I'm no man," and then strips down and boom, Wonder Woman armor. (sighs) And then she basically clears the way for Steve Trevor and his his. You uh, know why Wonder Woman one worked? Huh? Captain America formula. World War setting. World War setting. The way it went, fish out of water, new air. No, actually. That'd be that would be a cap two, uh, but it it did the whole fish out of water scenario. It was it was light hearted in places it needed to be. It was heavy when it needed to be. It was it wasn't trying to be something it wasn't. You you you, you had the one character uh, that you actually felt sorry for, and that was the uh, the Scottish guy because he clearly had PTSD because yeah. that's the reason why he froze up a lot. Um. And well, there's the other things of, there's no heart in a lot of the other DC movies. Superman, there's there's a little bit. It's like a spark of heart and a little bit of hope. Batman v Superman was just kind of a shell, and I've seen that like three times now. Justice League was just a cluster. Well, well I, mean, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of. reasons. We'll see how that. my feelings are after I see the the Snyder cut that everyone's been beating the drum about and blowing up the fucking internet for years now. Let's see how that actually comes out. If Snyder Cut 
fixes all the problems that I've had with it, or the inconsistencies, or the crappy CGI. I mean, just don't let Joss Whedon touch it again. I mean, it's a problem of bringing in someone of contrasting direction and style into a movie that's already mostly done. Yeah. That's the biggest problem. If Joss Whedon did it on his own, it would be a different movie entirely. Maybe I would have liked that version better, or maybe I'd like the Snyder Cut better. I'm only going to be able to see one of those. Uh, But then you've got Batman v Superman was a disappointment. Wonder Woman brought back hope for me that there is a chance. No, that was the same with me. When I went to go see Wonder Woman, I was like, okay, okay, DC, you did good with this film. I like what Patty Jenkins did. Uh, You know, we got the first female superhero film. Uh, Yeah, there's the big thing. They did not want to fuck this up. No, they did they not. They did not, because this is literally going to be the the mark point, the cornerstone of what is to come for other female-led superhero movies. Well, what happened with um, um, Captain Marvel? How long after? How long after Wonder Woman did that come out? I think it was a year. And because <laughs> because I, I know that. After Captain Marvel came out, like, what was it, like, a month or two after that is when Shazam came out? And the funny thing is that one of the actors from Captain Marvel was in Shazam also. And it, and somebody on, like, tw- uh, not Twitter, uh, Instagram said, yeah, this guy was getting that Captain Marvel movie money no matter what. <laughs> and it was uh, Jimon Hansu. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. It was the guy who played, uh, uh, who the hell was it, uh, Korath the Pursuer. Uh, in um, Captain Marvel, and in Shazam, he played the wizard who gave him his powers. So So, yeah, that was all the same actor. Say what you want about Marvel's formulaic stuff, it works. I am never really super disappointed in most of the Marvel movies I see. Every now and then they'll put a weak one out, like Iron Man 2... That was another result of studio interference. I liked Iron Man 2 better than 3, though. Yeah, but... Wait, 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 no, no, no. Correction, I liked 3 better than... Two. Two, three pissed me off in different ways. Two was just a, a disappointment. I think I already know how three disappoint or pissed you off. The Mandarin? Well, yeah, well, I'm, I'm a Mandarin fan. And I wanted to see some Fin Fang Foom or at least some manipulation with the rings. They set it up in Iron Man 1. The Ten Rings. The Order of the Ten Rings. And I held on to that and I freaked the fuck out being an Iron Man fanboy. But Marvel aside, like they, they do have... Like, a few stinkers out there. But DC, to me, is literally... It's either going to punch a hole through the wall good, or it's just going to get slapped against it and and make a big old slop noise. So, which one was Wonder Woman 84 for you? <sighs> like, you a don't... solid hit. Like, like, like you don't, don't think like it's You terrible. don't hate it. No, I don't, don't think hate it's it. terrible. I just... Oh, what did, I, I wanted something... Uh, maybe I was wanting something else out of it. I, I don't know, with with the hype and then the, being literally the first full-length movie I've seen, like, brand new one in probably six-plus months. Since Birds of Prey, I'll bet. Like, being a big comic book. And you know what? Give it what it will. I like Birds of Prey. Sorry, I liked the Harley Quinn movie, because I think they even dropped off Birds of Prey at some point. They, no, 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 it's no, because no, they, they, they made it... No, they dropped the fantabulous part of the title and just called it Birds of Prey. They 
they took this. They took the Deadpool formula. I that that's what I was getting a lot of vibes from for that felt, film. But I mean, if it works, it works. I'm not gonna say, hey, you stole this from. I'm gonna say it gives me them vibes. But you see, the thing is that the one thing that I know about Marvel and DC is they've been ripping each other off since the '40s. Oh yeah. I mean, come well, on, Captain Marvel. I enjoyed. Yeah. I I mean, I enjoyed the crap out of Captain Marvel. We're talking about Marvel's Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> so sorry, I have to say Shazam now. I'm used to calling one Captain Marvel and the other one Miss Marvel, but you know. Now Miss Marvel ha- is Mr. Fantastic and Captain Marvel is uh, Marvel. I'm I stop changing people and names. I mean the whole if thing If it's Venom call it Venom. I mean the whole Don't call it Mr. Venom's Agent Venom and all this other it's fucking Venom. Well, I mean he's working for Shield now. Anti-Venom. Fucking so. Chaos Carnage. Brains hurting. Anyway, I loved Shazam. That was a great movie. It was a fun movie. It was theatric. It actually kind of made you feel for the for the villain. It made me feel for the kid playing Billy Batson because when he finally found his mom, and it turns out that when she saw him with the cops, because she was originally going to say, oh, hey, he's oh, my yeah. son, and then she turns around and says, you know what, I saw them, you being better off without me, and that's why she ended up ditching her son. Uh, that, that was a twist and turn kind of movie. Yeah, I was not. But this one, this one tried to make you feel like. I think they really wanted you to feel for the villain. For the villain, but I didn't. I couldn't. I'm like, I mean, he was extreme. I mean, if you look at it like like when you first start watching the movie and you see the commercials from the trailer where it's Maxwell Lord, he's supposed to be like, he owns like his own oil company called Black Gold, and then. When you finally see like the offices that he's in, it's like there's nobody there. He has a secretary, and it's like the only employee that he has. He has like he two has. secretaries, and um, all of his bills are past due. And he's got a son to support that he's trying not to disappoint. Like he doesn't want his son to look at him as a disappointment. So I'm gonna say one of the biggest problems I had with this movie was his son felt like a prop the whole time. It felt like the kid was a prop up until the ass end of the movie where he actually started to talk. It felt like every scene he was in, he's a prop. <clears throat> Maxwell's holding him, shaking him, hugging him. And he's just kind of like standing there. Oh yeah, go with this guy. Oh no, he stands. Um, um, stage direction for the kid. Come on, guys. Uh, nope, no, he's not moving. Alright, let's uh, let's continue the scene. He's just going to be a background... Up. Oh, up. Oh, it, it felt like he was a prop. It was it was bad. That maybe that's what took me out of it. It felt like he, it just all of a sudden son was there. What? Like understandable. They're not going to be ah I'm Maxwell. Here's my son. I get him on the weekends. No, I don't expect that to be part of the the upfront. See, but it see just the thing felt is like that he was just see the thing there. is that they they kind of like so yeah he says that he gets him on the weekends. But one thing that they didn't mention was. Whether he had a mom, like, I was looking at... They did. They said his mom uh, was with the boyfriend. See, I missed that part. That's That was the second time he was dropped off. Um, yeah, I missed that line the entire time. I kept thinking to myself, I was like, is he adopted? Because, I mean, Pedro Pascal is obviously Latino. Is the mom Asian and is the kid supposed to be mixed? Because if he's supposed to be mixed, he sure as shit does not look mixed. Yeah. That, that's, that's probably why it really... <laughs> 
he, he didn't talk. He didn't act like a kid. He didn't like. He did. Pay, well, I mean, Maxwell didn't really let him talk. Like when he was telling him, when he was not even talking. Like I'm a kid. I'm in dad's office. Oh man, I'm I'm dumped here. Look at all these cool, all the cool shit his dad had. Like all this ancient stuff all over the place. I'd be getting into that. I don't know about you, but if I'm dropped off, I don't have no toys. I don't have no bags, no clothes, nothing. I'm gonna be getting into something. I'm gonna be looking for something to do. Dad's gonna be talking to this dude over in the corner. I'm not gonna stand there and stare at him the whole time. I'm gonna be fiddle fucking around with some of the daggers and shit he has laying around the office. Sure, if I stab myself. Yeah, it's a lesson learned. Like that's what made me feel like he was a prop. He didn't feel like a kid. He felt like like the kid like had, a Christmas tree sitting in the corner. Like like it's the, there. The kid had no direction. Yeah, is what you're trying. To I don't say. know if he had no direction or they just didn't. They, they were trying to there. concentrate more on Maxwell. I mean, kid, like, go, go fuck around with stuff. Just go sit in your dad's chair. He'd sit in the chair and spin. Holy shit, that's the kid's favorite thing. Sit in a chair and spin around. And it's like, oh, dude, God, dude, go with this guy. Like, yeah, I know he said go with this guy, but then the kid just stands there. What about uh, Wonder Woman herself in this one? Oh, I mean, you see her doing the superhero shit early on. Like, oh, the early was... on 80s stuff kind of took me out of it, too. The whole ridiculousness of it well i mean the 80s were ridiculous and the best part is that they filmed this movie in the dc metro area and we're essentially a stone's throw away a stone's throw away from that area and we recognized a lot of stuff like i know they filmed the movie like a part of the movie in arlington they've obviously filmed a part of it in dc you see the washington monument um and then (laughs) and then when they went inside the metro we were like oh we yeah, know exactly where they're at. <laughs> I was like, wow, they even updated the Metro like they did five years ago back in the 80s. Wait a minute. Huh. Oh, good, they got one of the old trains to go by rather than the upgrade, updated ones. See, the thing is Those that, ones were still around in the 80s, I know that. Well, the problem is that we don't really know uh, what it, what that looked like in 84. Like, that would be something we would well, have to funny, ask. We've our... sat on that train before, the one with the really shitty seats. Yes. Yeah. The, only thing, the only thing that 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 those trains are missing, like you know, like uh, you know, the New York trains, there's spray paint. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't get the spray paints on our trains, unless they're abandoned. Which but, we, which I have. Not but seen. the opening with her after the cold open, with her doing all the superhero stuff, it it felt like an opening of a really cheesy, not even an '80s, kind of like the '60s serial shows. I think in a weird way that's what they were going for. Like her going around doing the rescue thing where she where you only got like glimpses of her kind of reminded me of Sam Raimi's Spider Man where he goes full Spider Man and you see him doing all the superhero shit but you but, only but get it's weird, it's like she's not faster than sight. No. So But who the hell is she trying to fool? Anybody who has a camera. Nobody had cameras back then. They it would have like the big VHS ones, yeah. Well, not video cameras. And then she does the whole, the the robbery scene. See, all of that felt like it should have been the cold open. That felt like it was a cold open. So basically skip over the Themyscira Olympics and then go straight into that? I mean, it's good for a scene, but the the cold open should have been that cheesy part. Because the rest of the movie does not fit that open at all. I don't, not a damn bit of it fits the rest of that open. Yeah... Uh, maybe I'm getting too cynical on it because I'm so used to sitting here and, and tearing apart sh- that I watch or 
absorbing everything. It just felt... Lots of it just felt off. But, like... Did it feel disjointed to you? Just the beginnings. That's it? The two beginnings. Some of the disjointment came from the whole, uh... Running around making wishes and shit. But... And he was dressed in blue for some of those scenes where he was granting wishes, so I was like, ha he's a genie. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Cheetah character, before she became Cheetah, what was her name? Be- Barbara. Barbara. So, I, I, I had major, what would what, what I say she reminded me of? You, oh, you uh, Halle Berry's Catwoman, before oh, she became God. Catwoman. See the, the difference? The hair? See the... The, the, the pro- skirt, the... the Oh, I'm an ugly girl with these gigantic glasses, this big skirt, oversized shirt, uh, freaking cliche bullcrap. Yeah. And you said something about the Electro and Amazing Spider-Man 2. I was like, yeah, that like, similar, like, but all it's it's similar. It's the whole same bullshit material. Like, like he, all it's missing is the goofy shit music they put on him. See, I've that only, pissed me off. See, I only so I've only seen that movie once, and that was when it. Made That's it all see. it took. That's all it took for me. I looked at it, I was like, wow, they just happened to put Spider-Man in my uh, romantic comedy. Yeah. Because that sure as shit wasn't a Spider-Man movie. It was it was guy and girl making off-color quips at each other. You know, Spider-Man being Spider-Man quippy outside of the damn suit oh, always God. gets me pissed off. Uh, that, that, that's, that's I don't blame you, Andrew Garfield. I blame the writing. The writing, the directing, Sony Fuck for Sony. rebooting the franchise too fast. I rebooted it again and it did all right. What with uh, oh with Homecoming, dude, Homecoming was amazing. Uh, and Get, getting uh, off track, but like I don't want to do like most pe- like like we have done with other older movies where we like say everything about the movie because of course we didn't preface this. I'll hopefully remind uh, Jay to spoiler alert. Yeah, this uh, since obviously this is a review of the movie. We're not gonna do a non-spoiler review would just be like, oh, we're just reviewing the damn commercial at that point. Um, but did everything, everything else kind of felt all right. It just didn't feel amazing. So let me ask you this though. So between Batman versus Superman, Justice League, the first Wonder Woman movie and 84, which one would you say was the best? best. No, no, you mean her portrayal? Yes. Oh, I mean, I loved how in Batman vs. Superman, when she jumps in and saves Batman from Doomsday, and then she and Superman start fighting Doomsday, and she just, it, it's just like, it seems like it's not that big of a deal because of the things that she's fought before in the past, like, you know, fighting gods and whatever, and, you know, Superman saying, this thing came from another world, my world, and then she says, I fought things from other worlds before, and basically just proceeds to, you know, just go, just go at it with Doomsday. Uh, I'd have to watch it again. I really don't want to. I really don't want to watch uh, Batman v Superman again. I don't want to Martha anymore. Jeez, <laughs> oh, there's so much wrong with that movie. Yeah, Batman doesn't kill anybody except for those guys and that guy and a couple of those guys after there. <coughs> the guys. Granted, the they car. never really established that this Batman doesn't kill, but you know. Well, they also. I mean, it's like it's like Superman and Man of Steel when he. Wait, did he? Did he say that? Superman's like, I don't kill. No, those words were never spoken. I, for some reason, that just popped in my head. Just like, there's a difference between you and me. I don't kill. No. I don't know why that. that It was was never said. 
Um, I mean, I understand the reason why, because of Joker killing um, Robin, because it's supposed to be like the Dark Knight Returns Batman. That's supposed to be pushing him over the edge, and he's yeah. back to killing. But but then when he saw Superman make the sacrifice, it restored his faith in humanity. It restored Diana's faith also, because you know she was in hiding for God knows how long, and uh, this made her essentially see, oh, well, it was not just an alien that saved... Saved the world, but it was a man that saved the world. Not man. Um, so, when, when it comes down to this movie at, overall, um, it was all right. I'll probably watch it again, of course, with everyone else. See what they think. See what they think, and see if it it holds up for me. Because like lots of the time, the DC movies, the second screenings is the make or break for me. Uh, unless it's Suicide Squad, and then I had to watch the director's cut before I even touched the movie again. No, 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 that was the extended cut. Supposedly oh, extended. David Ayers is working on an actual director's cut. Yeah, I have which... to watch it a third time? Yeah but, yeah, but from what I'm hearing, though, it's going to be the version that was supposed to be done before Warner Brothers said, we want reshoots. Here's my thing. Warner Brothers are geniuses. You know why? Why? They're going to let... They're going to let these movies come out. They're going to take so much control of it. People are going to... Fanboys are going to outrage. And then they're going to demand the director's cut. And with the most of the film they already have, throw it back into the film. Film maybe about 15 to 20 minutes more. Touch up some more CGI. Throw it back out there. Fanboys will be throwing down 30 plus dollars again for their Steelbook Blu-ray H... UHD versions of the movie. Yeah, but now apparently AT&T owns Time Warner, so they own uh, DC now. Hence the reason why they're like, hey, Zach, uh, how much money is it going to take uh, to do your version of Justice League? Oh, that much? Oh, here you go. <laughs> Have at That's fandering. Fan pandering. Um, and, um... So the fight scene. The, the, the Cheetah one I knew was going to be kind of an eh. And it was short. To me, that was a really... It felt like a really short fight. It was still longer than the uh, scene with Rhino at the end of <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 2. God, too many... Talk about too many fucking villains. But, like, I liked the the evolution of uh, Barbara's character, right? Yeah, like, where she starts off as geeky, socially awkward. She makes this wish. She's like, oh, I wish I was like Diana. And then she You know, like, cool, strong, sexy, attract, sexy attract, uh, approachable kind of thing. Like, yeah. And then she slowly becomes that throughout the film, and then, you know, and then she starts getting stronger and stronger. I was hoping when they were saying, like, oh, it's like Monkey's Paw, they're taking something away from you. Oh, her humanity or something. I was like, no, what they should have done is said her intelligence, because remember, she's smart, she's a gemologist, she's uh, so many, like, like, three or four different ologists on her, and that she would just start losing her, like, memory for it, or her intelligence for doing that. That she would become just more primal as she became cheetah towards the end that she wouldn't like oh no she keeps all of her intelligence and she's cheetah like i'm asking for an apex predator so apex predator runs on instincts alone not on thought yeah so she would lose thought process she'd be more animal throughout that the problem i think i i don't i'm not oh no you lost your humanity like, you almost killed a man. I'm not really... Or five. I'm not too familiar with Cheetah from the comics. I know how she gets her... You know, how she becomes I'm, a I'm Cheetah. I'm not worried about any of that. I'm just... 
I'm strictly on this part grounded in the movie. Oh, for the movie version. Yeah, why... What, 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 like, oh, her humanity? That was literally the loss of it when she just got sick of being... Herself. M- approached misogynistically yeah. from, from, you know, the drunken asshole two nights in a row or in that same week or however and long And telling the homeless guy that she gives her leftovers too, to... Yeah, mind home. your own damn business. Like, I, I that's the only part where it was like, oh, she actually lost her man. It's the drunk guy beating the shit out of him. She just kind of had enough of it. She's like, well, you think you could just come up and grab on girls? He he had it coming, so I was rooting for her up until she yelled at the, the homeless guy. And I'm like, no. No, you... No, that that's where her humanity left. Kicking the shit out of him, he deserved it. Fucking drunk-ass businessman groping on girls at the ho- night. The, ho- the homeless guy that she's nice to didn't deserve it. No. Didn't deserve... Well, well she, she didn't, didn't get it. She, she, she no, just told him to mind his own damn business. Yeah, that's all she, she said. She punch him, kick him, or drop kick him into the pond or whatever. But, you know, you could... Like, it could have been, like, a, a moment where she kind of just, like, looks down, looks at him, and just walks away, doesn't kind say of, anything. Like, has a realization of, yes. oh, shit, I done did that. Which I know we've seen before. But uh, she, other than that, it went the the progression. But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she comes back and starts beating on Diana. But the thing, well, yeah, how she did she tra- know? How would she know she was at the White House? How did she get into the White House? She got them cheetah's powers. And well, she didn't have cheetah. She wasn't cheetah until the end. She was basically just. Super I mean, human. I know she got the super strength and everything, but I guess like the Secret Service was so concentrated on Wonder Woman and Steve. Oh, yeah, that's something that we got to bring up also was how they brought Steve back. And, uh, yeah, if you've seen X-Men 3, The Last Stand, if you remember the end credits scene, it was exactly like that. Yeah, if you don't want to suffer through it, basically the consciousness of him got put into someone else's body and that person was on vacation or something um, mentally until he got resolved. and then for the rest of the movie, you got to see Steve Trevor as Steve Trevor because, well, I mean, you want to pay Chris Pine. Yeah, because he's not doing anything now that uh, he's no longer in doing Star Trek stuff. And he, uh, I mean, do you want to see some random guy kiss Gal Gadot or do you want to see Chris Pine? He's got pretty eyes. <laughs> he's got the, He's got blue <laughs> eyes. He's got the bright blue eyes. <laughs> I was like, they make a really good couple. That's the funny thing is that if you remember from the uh, what the hell was it the uh, the Comic Con San Diego Comic Con when the two of them were together doing the stuff like the panels for uh, the first Wonder Woman, it was just kind of like the way she was looking at him, uh, like while he was talking and he wasn't he was looking away from her, um, and people online were going she's thirsty. Like, she's really thirsty right now. But then you had the other people who were like, you, you, you know she's married, right? <laughs> um, is there any other standout points? Do you have anything to say? Um, if I remember correctly, I think there was a uh, mid-credit scene. Oh, uh, the mid... mid uh, yeah, that was a good mid-credit scene. So, uh, the armor that you see her wearing in the trailer belonged to another Themyscirin who basically helped... The Themyscirans get to the island by, you know, protecting them from... The armies of Sparta look like the 300 Spartans I'm were going sure. after them. I'm not sure. They didn't look like they had any of the Spartan gear. It was the capes. It was the red it was capes. Just the capes. If it was um, Athenians, they would have been blue. 
Oh, okay. So I can't, but I can't speak for other nations. But I know Ath- uh, Athenians wore blue capes. So she was defending, uh, fending off all of them with the uh, the wings and the gold armor. And um, well, you know, you'd think they would be using better material than gold. Cause well, they did. Softer. Well, I mean, they did melt off like like a lot of the Themyscirans. They melted like their own stuff to make the armor and. Um, so she, somehow she found that in her travels, and she had that in her office. Well, it, well, if you remember the um, the armor was at the end of the Themyscira Olympics when it rose up from the fountain. I thought that was a statue. No, that was the armor. Because oh. um, I guess that was the prize, and maybe she won it at some point in time later on. Because I don't know how often. Well, they yeah, won. they never went back to that. It's like, oh, maybe someday you'll be fit enough to win, and I. I guess, I, guess that, she, I guess I guess the only connecting point is maybe she won. Um, but I'm assuming she. Well, I mean, sometime after World War II, she probably went back, either stole it or won it, and then brought it back with her. Hence the reason why it's in her little personal back cave in her apartment. Um, and um, yeah, I think this is gonna be like a one-time thing. But it turns out the person who was wearing it. Was Linda Carter. And then she still looked like she had her bracelets on, too. They were, like, small... Are we talking about, like, the classic Wonder Woman? No, she had, like, the the ones that, like, this Wonder Woman wears. When she held up her arm to catch the the pillar. Yeah, but hers were smaller in gold. Um, But, yeah, I I couldn't tell if whether or not they may have been, like... Something a, from the 70s Wonder Woman TV show that she was on. I, I didn't really watch that show. But, but she looked good for her age. I mean, Oh, I'm, God, was, yeah. She looks amazing for her age. So, overall, what did you, what did you think? Um, I mean, I didn't really have any problems with it. I did think of a lot of things so, throughout the film. Like, you know, like, oh, is this Maxwell's sons? Is he adopted? <laughs> did she go back to Themyscira at some point in time after World War II to retrieve the armor? thinking, oh, I might need this someday. Because, like, we don't really know what happened in Themyscira between her leaving during World War II and her... I thought, wasn't she ostracized from coming back? No, she just... Oh, that's the comics or something else. Well, I know she was ostracized in Justice League Unlimited when uh, she brought the Justice League to... Or they came to Themyscira to help deal with uh, the... um, I think it was Ares. Yeah, it was Ares. um, To deal with Ares... But then her mom was like, oh, well, you know, like, thank you for, you know, helping us and everything. But because you brought men to the island, you're essentially banned from here. Which Flash Flash was just like, hold up, that's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And it was the Wally West Flash, not the Barry Allen Flash. Um, So overall... did you agree that the kid felt like a prop, or... I mean, yeah, now that you pointed out, yeah. <laughs> because, like, I did notice that whenever the scene... Because I, I noticed that You could replace the, it with a cardboard cutout, and you wouldn't notice any difference. Only if the only if the cardboard cutout was just supposed to be standing there staring in the, at everybody. But no, like, it's, it's like whenever Max was with his son, he didn't let him talk. Like, when he told him, he was like, what is... You know, like, t- telling him, like, the whole wish thing. And he was like, oh, I wish... Well, no, the only time he stopped... The only time he asked him anything, he stopped him that one time because he knew what he was going to wish for. And he says, no, you want to think real hard about this wish. Because... I, I, I just wish you... you be, basically, he just wishes you would spend time with him. Is what he was going to wish for. And then, when his dad was doing the whole, like, worldwide wish thing... 
And he was just like, I wish you were here with me now, Dad. As he's yelling it into like one of the little TV monitors. Even though he already made his wish and the wind of change happened. Yeah, but we didn't see the see any yeah, results after that. Yeah, because he was already... Uh, he said wish for his greatness. Yeah. Well, he did. He was continuing to be greater and greater as he made his wishes. But did you notice how... It's a fulfilling prophecy. But it also looked like he was also healing. Because remember when end, I... Do you remember at the end he healed because he was healing himself. Remember, they would wish off of him and he would take what he would want from that those wishes. Yeah. Every time someone would wish with him, he's like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take your oil. I don't have it. Well, I'm taking your security team then. F you. I'm out. See, that's the that's the monkey paw part of it. Then the stone or whatever was, I think I guess it was a, a gem. Uh, when you wished on it, it would take something from you. So he got to make the dis- decision of what was taken. Yeah, because he was like, I can, I, I am invincible. He, he was like the Russian dude from. Oh, it was uh, Alan Cummings from uh, GoldenEye, where he kept on saying, "I am invincible." Uh, so you said you you liked it? I mean, I enjoyed it. Granted, I know it's not as good as the first film, but I felt the same way about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. It's good, just not as good as the first film. Was. Yeah, I like I liked the the genuine feel of the first one. Um, plus, like I I don't know if it's just me, but I think the soundtrack for the first Guardians was better than the second one. I mean, like now that I watch it again, yeah, I do like the songs that they that they chose for the second film. It's just that. I just felt like some of them were kind of out of place. Yeah. I mean, except for the song where um, uh, Star-Lord was listening to that song during Yondu's funeral. Huh. Yeah, because apparently the song's called Father to Son. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy watching it a, a second or a third time. Well, you might notice some things afterwards or... You know, you might change your opinion. It's, a it's weird. I, I could I could watch a Marvel movie over and over again, even though it's formulaic and kind of bland sometimes. But I can watch most of those over and over again. I mean, when I got the extended cut of Batman vs Superman, I don't know why, but for some reason, I watched that like three days in a row afterwards. Just I, I guess it's just because I liked the added scenes to it. I was like, oh my god, this is so much better. Um, yeah. And I was I and. Uh, I was hoping the same thing for Suicide Squad, but no. Huh. It was more like it was more like they just like it didn't help the plot. It just helped uh, Harley Quinn's um, character development. Yeah, which I wish they would have just left in. Um, and but again, these for whatever reason DC wants to push the two and a half hour mark. Well, the funny thing is that they did say that for Justice League, they said that one of the rules that they made was under three hours. They wanted it. To not be three hours, they wanted to be at exactly two hours, oh, which I was just like, I was like, um, and I went back and looked at the times for uh, how long Man of Steel was, and um, that was over two hours. Mm. So I was like, when did y'all change your minds? <laughs> uh, I don't know when people started bitching about them. All right, I thought it was all right. Yeah. And that's it for Chris, I'm Sam, and that was BingeCast. Catch you guys on the next one. Bye. Bring back Fanny Packs. Thanks for listening to the Board to Death BingeCast. Be sure to check out our library of past podcasts via CKCC Radio or via our YouTube channel, and give us a like and subscribe. We'll see you after our next binge.